Yeah, what a week. <laughs> I've been, it's been like a spiritual battle from the time I get up in the morning to the time I've been to bed. The, um, I sent pastor the wrong song. It wasn't the song. <laughs> but praise God that liberation is liberation. Where do we get liberation? But through Christ and in Christ, in Christ. But it was um, I meant I meant to send the song "Born Again" by Third Day. <laughs> it's a liberation, but to receive that liberation from Christ, we must be born again, right? So. You wanted to give this message a title. It's born again. <laughs> Praise God. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, just have your way tonight, Lord God. Just open our ears. Open our hearts, Lord God. Just let us receive from you what you want us to receive from you, Lord. Speak through my lips, which you put on my heart this week, Lord God. Just speak through me, use me, all for your glory, and your glory alone. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, I'm working with my sister, Susan, who's here, and my brother, Harlan, who's not a blood brother, but his brother. I met him. I think I was five and he was 12 and he moved into our neighborhood. And then he ended up getting kicked out of his house, moving in with us for a while. And he's like an older brother. And loves rock and roll music, loves classic rock. So all week long, normally when I work, I'm listening to praise music, I'm listening to <laughs> worship music. And I've been listening to rock and roll all week. And I used to I used to love rock and roll, but it's been just eating in my spirit this week. And on Friday, because every morning before I go in go into work, I'm like going, Holy Spirit, I need you today. Help me to guard my heart and guard my mind. Keep me clean. Just you know, don't take me back. Don't let me. He wouldn't take me back, but don't let me fall back. Just keep me strong, keep me walking in the right direction. And this song by Steppenwolf, Born to be Wild, <laughs> came on and I found myself singing and I'm going, born to be I'm going, where did that come I said, God, I was born to be reconciled to you. I was born to be reconciled to God. And I'm thinking about it and I'm like, that they were partially right. Man was created for fellowship. Adam was created for fellowship with God, and, and Adam in Hebrew is man. So man was created for fellowship and oneness with God, to walk with God, to cooperate, co cooperate, <laughs> co cooperate <laughs> with God in, in the garden, in paradise, on earth. And he's, and Adam fell 
we all know the story. We're going to start out at um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 45 through 47. And the Bible says, So also it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Yet the first Adam was made from dust of the earth. He was created. The second Adam was born of a woman. The seed of God but born, but born of a woman. Because he became flesh. That life-giving spirit became flesh. Which was that second Adam, which is Jesus. But Adam was created for fellowship with God in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. I'm not going to read a whole lot from here. This is what God put on my heart. In, in chapter 1, verse 26, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And then chapter 2, verse 7 says, Then the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. In some versions say a living soul. King James it says became a living soul. So God created Adam for fellowship. And Adam rebelled against God. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 through 17, it says, Then the Lord God took man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden, you may eat freely, but from the tree of knowledge, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you shall surely die. And then we know the story. Eve was deceived. Adam chose to willfully disobey God and rebelled against God. Therefore, every man since Adam been born rebellious, been born into sin, at odds with God, fighting with God, enemies with God, whether you pretend or have no regard at all, because there's some people who pretend to be friends with God. Some people claim to be friends with God, but Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. He didn't say, you know, the devil knows who Jesus is. The demons know who Jesus is. They know, but they don't bow. They don't worship him. The devil chose to rebel against God, was cast down to the earth, and hell awaits him. But he's loose now. He's the God of this world, the prince of the powers of the air. And everything in this week, the radio is <laughs> like, you know, all this rock and roll music. I haven't really, I mean, I've listened to it 
from time to time over the past 13 years, but I haven't listened to it just constant all day long for a week, and it's like, I'm like, I'm like, I get home and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just, my body's hurting, my, you know, and I've been, work, I've been working hard, but my body's hurting, and I know it's a spiritual attack. It's beating me down because it's not lifting me up. It, it, it's taking me back instead of propelling me forward. And, and when we, what we put in us is what's going to come out of us. So, you know, if, if, if I didn't get up in the morning and dig into this word and then come home and before I go to bed, get into this word and play some praise music, listen to a good message about being a new creature <laughs> in Christ. Or something, you know, that's not the only one I listened to this week, but I just listened to God's word preached because it's a living word, and that's where life comes from, is from God, because it says in, in chapter 2, verse 7 again, it says, The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. But through Adam's willful disobedience, he died that day spiritually. And then he, then there was appointed a day for him to die. From that point on, there's a day appointed for every one of us to die. God knew before the beginning of time. Before he knew you before the beginning of time. He knew when you would be born, and he knows the day that you'll go home if you're his. Amen. He knows the day that we'll stop breathing in this flesh, in this body. That turned to the earth, we're buried. He knows. He cares. He loves us. That's why he had a plan of redemption for that fall. And like I said, Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be born again, born of the spirit and of water. But you must be born again. Let's go to John chapter 3. He tells Nicodemus, and he's, he's talking to Nicodemus. And he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So, we must be born again to enter the kingdom of God because of the choice that Adam made. And, and, and we were born rebellious, and, and like I said, the band was partially right, born to be wild. We can't help it. Yeah. In, in our flesh, we can't help it but be rebellious. It's got to be mine. It's all about me. 
doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or says. It, it, it's self, selfish, and, and, and you have so much of the world, and, and more and more as the day approaches, as the day of the Lord approaches, more and more, it's all about me. You have all these seminars and books and everything else teaching you how to make yourself better. How to make yourself better. How to live your best life. <laughs> I'm living my best life. That's not what the Bible calls us to do. Since we must be born again. In John chapter 3 verses 34 through 36. We skip down there. The Bible says... For he whom God has sent speaks the word of God. For he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son has eternal life. But he who does not obey the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. And I, I believe that the King James, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe King James says is damned already. Is already judged. If you don't believe on the Son of God. If we don't believe in Jesus, so we must be born again. How are we born again? Jesus Christ, because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him, commit and surrender in him, should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. We must be born again. And if we are born again, we have the same spirit that God gave Jesus without measure. He who has received his notice. For he whom God has sent speaks the word of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. Amen. We have that same Spirit, that Holy Spirit of God living in us if we're born again. And if we're born again, let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verses 17 through 21. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these are from God who reckon now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were entreating through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We become new creatures Amen. in Christ when we believe. 
that God sent Jesus to die, be buried, and brought back to life so that we can live. We become new creatures in Christ. And, and, and I believe that new cre in, in, in becoming new creatures, we have new desires in our heart. It, it's not all about me. It's about helping somebody else. It's about pleasing God. Jesus said in, in John, I believe it's chapter 6, I could be wrong on that, but I know he says it in John, they were asking what, what must we do to do the works of God. Jesus said, believe on him who he sent. Believe in me. That's the works of God I want from you because if you believe on me, I send my spirit into you. You're going to start to change. Your heart's going to start to change from your selfish desires. And you're going to have more of the heart of God. The closer you get to me, the closer you get to the Father by the power of the Holy Spirit, the closer you get, the more like me you'll become. And you're going to want to, you're going to, want to touch people. You're going to want to heal people. You're going to want to love people. You're going to love them with everything you got. I loved you with everything I got. When I went to that cross, I loved you with everything I got. And, and if you if you believe and commit and surrender to me, you're going to change. And, and I'm going to pour that love into you so you can pour it out on this world. Amen. I'm going to shine my light through you so you can be a light in this world. So Amen. you can brighten up a room when you walk in. People should be able to look at us and see a difference. Amen. People should be able to look at us and go... And I've, and I've had people look at me funny, you know, from across the store sometimes in the Wawa. I'll be standing there just going, you know, in the morning, you know, get my coffee and just smiling and everybody else going, kicking dirt. <laughs> just, and, and, then, and, and have some people just look at me with this, like, they want to come over and smack me. And <laughs> I'm like going, what's up? <laughs> you know, because... Because I'm happy to be alive. You know? <laughs> I'm happy to be alive. And, and I've got the Spirit of God in me, so I'm truly alive. Amen. I'm not walking around this planet dead anymore. I was. I was. We, walked, we all were until we came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And if we don't come to that knowledge of who He is, what He's done for us, and what He means to us, then... We're, we're going to continue to walk dead. We're going to end up dying. And then we're going to suffer a second death. Because the Bible tells us. And I believe every word in this book. I believe it's all God inspired. It's God breathed. The Holy Spirit wrote this through men. Men penned by man, breathed by God. It's the best way I can put it. <laughs> Penned by man and breathed by God. It's a living word. It's the Spirit of God carries the word. The Spirit of God carries the word. Therefore, if we have the Spirit of God in us, we should carry the word everywhere we go. We should have something to say in every situation. Peter tells us that we should be prepared to defend our faith. And defending our faith is, why do you believe in that Jesus Christ? It's because he delivered me. Amen. Thank you, Lord. <laughs>
He delivered me. He took me out of a pit, set me in a big room, my feet on solid ground, set me upon the rock. We should be able to tell why we have faith in Christ, why we believe in Jesus, why, 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 why. There's so many reasons why. Because he loved me, I can love him, and I can love you. <laughs> and not get defensive. We don't have to get defensive. People, you know, people say stuff to me. I've had people just curse me, you know. And, and, and I'm like, Lord, <laughs> praise God. Good luck with that. And, you know, I've had people want to put hands on me. And I'm like, whoa, bro. And so spreading the love of God. No need for all this. But Jesus does love you. <laughs> you know, I ain't taking my eyes off of you. Even though I trust Jesus, I trust God to get me through anything He brings me to, He's going to get me through. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean unscathed, unscratched. Paul was stoned, beaten, shipwrecked. You know, he didn't get through everything. Stephen was stoned to death. But he still professed his faith and, and, and stood on the truth that he believed. Amen. The truth that God put in his heart. It's, it's in our heart, not in our minds. We have to believe with our inner man. And if we believe with everything we have, which is our inner man, if we believe and truly believe, we're going to stand up. We're going to stand our ground. We don't have to be offensive. We don't have to be defensive because our God fights for us. The Holy Spirit said, the Bible says the Holy Spirit will give us the words to speak. Don't plan what you're going to say when you're brought before magistrates and judges and everything else. Don't plan what we're going to say because if you sit there and try and plan what you have, how you're going to do something, you're going to be nervous, you're going to get defensive, and you're going to get offensive. Because you go on defense, then you're going to come on offense. And if you go in there and allow the Spirit to lead you, if we have the Spirit of God living inside of us, we have to crucify our flesh. We become new creatures. We walk in and allow God to use us and allow God to speak. Because if we plan too much about what we're going to say in any situation, We'll say something wrong. We're going to be nervous. We're going to be shifty. And we might step outside the truth. Because our flesh is weak. But the Spirit is strong. And the Holy Spirit bears witness with our, with our spirit. If we allow Him, if we yield to the Holy Spirit, He's going to bear witness with our spirit and give us an answer for everybody according to his will. If, if, he, if he allows us to come into a situation, if we trust him, we've got to allow him to use us. And what does um, Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4? This is, I think, beautiful the way he puts it. 
Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 24, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which I believe King James says the old man, you lay aside the old man which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and put on the new self, or the new man, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. In the righteousness and the holiness of truth. The old man is corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and the new man is created in righteousness and holiness of truth. And then I'm going to go back to 2 Corinthians 5. Because if we die to ourselves and we're born again, because you have to die before anything can grow, a seed has to die before it bears fruit or before it grows into its new form. It, it has to die. So if we crucify our flesh, we come to the end of ourselves and we're born again. And we're truly born again and have the Spirit of God living inside of us. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation because being born again is being reconciled back to God. Is what it tells us here in 2 Corinthians. In, in chapter 5, verse 18, Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So, therefore, if we're born again, we weren't born to be wild. We were born wild and rebellious. But we were born again be reconciled to God, to be brought back into that right relationship. So if we're back in that right relationship with God and we're born again, we're to be ministers of reconciliation. We're to allow Him to use us. He reconciled us to Him. We're to be used as ministers of reconciliation. And He also says, we're ambassadors for Christ. Who is Christ? Savior, Lord, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And we're new creatures in Christ. By crucifying our flesh. So therefore, if we crucify our flesh kill this flesh and allow the second Adam that living spirit it's almost like we need a blood transfusion it's about that blood he shed on the cross because every, everybody who's outside of God's family, everyone who's not a child of God, who's not born again has the blood of Adam running through their veins and when we're born again we're washed by the blood. It's almost like 
soul for soul. It's almost like he gave his soul so he could revive our souls, so he could save our souls. It's almost like blood for blood. Leviticus tells us that life is in the blood. So we need a blood transfusion. We need to come from that old Adam, from that first Adam, that first man, to that second man, that spiritual being, and allow him to give us life, create a new life. He didn't say, it says, therefore if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Don't say it, it took that old creature and made it better. That old creature had to die. It's like God's solution. I heard Derek Prince say this, and I'm going to give him credit. What I got from Derek Prince says, God's solution is execution. We have to die. We have to die so that we can live. Amen. Jesus had to die so that we can live. He died, and in, in, in the Bible refers to him as the seed. Of Abraham. The seed, not seeds. We go out and plant the seed. We don't plant seeds, we plant a seed, and that seed is Jesus Christ. Amen. And that seed died, was buried, came back, sits in heaven now, glorified. Glorified. And when we die to ourselves and commit and surrender to Jesus Christ, and we're born again of the Spirit and of water. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. When we die, when Jesus comes back, we're going home. Yeah. It's appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. But if we're clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, because our, our righteousness is its filthy rags, but if we're clothed, if we're clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, we're going to be glorified with Him. He's going to come back, take us home. We're not going to have to suffer a second death. We're going to live eternally in His presence. We're going to become one with the bride of Christ. He's the head. We're the body. We're going to come back in that perfect fellowship with God. Perfect cooperation with God. Because... God had a plan from the beginning. He knew that Adam would rebel because God's the beginning and the end, the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last. He knew. He's already seen. He knows who's going to come to him. We don't know who's going to come to him, but that shouldn't stop us from sharing his love because it says faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And if, if somebody says, and, and you know, our, the way we live is, is, is a powerful witness, but how is somebody going to come and go, why are you smiling all the time? I want what you got. I want what you got. What must I do to be born again? What's going to compel them to do that? And if they, it, it's going to be by the way we walk and, and shine. But then when they do that, we have to be ready and willing to go. Because Jesus Christ lives in my heart. He knew I was imperfect. I couldn't do this on my own. 
he laid his life down for me, was buried, and then he took it back. We've got, we've got to be prepared to answer. If we're living righteously, God's going to bring people to us. God's going to put people in our path. And he'll put it on our heart sometimes to speak to somebody or to reach out to somebody or to feed somebody. But he'll also have people come to us because he knows our heart. When we're walking uprightly before him, he's going to send people to, so he can use us. It's nothing that we can do to earn our salvation besides believe on Jesus Christ, commit and surrender to him. And if we're born again, we're not here to live our best life. We're not here to live our best life. You know, and how can we live our best life? How can we live our best life when there are people all around going to hell? How can we live our best life? How can I, you know, how, how can we live our best life with people going to hell? With, and we know people are going to hell. We can look at the way people are living and go, <laughs> you know. But how can we live our best life and how can we teach people to live their best life? We have to teach people the reason why we were left here is to lay our life down for Christ so that he can live through us. And with that, I'm going to leave it here. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And the Bible says, I urge you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice. Doesn't say a slaughtered animal like it was in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant. A living sacrifice. We have to lay ourselves down at the altar of God or at the foot of the cross. We have to lay ourselves down so He can use us. He can live through us. Allow Him to live through us, but we can't as long as we keep getting in His way. And I'm speaking, me, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, but I know I'm not perfect, and I try to. But he's really been pressing this on my heart this week. Lay yourself down at the altar, on the altar, or at the foot of the cross as a living sacrifice so he can pick you up, sanctify you, make you holy, use you for his glory. That's what he's been speaking to me. But present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect or complete. So therefore, if we're still here, if we're born again, and we're still on this earth, we should present ourselves as a living sacrifice to God, so that he could use us for his glory in whichever way he chooses, not what we think is to help us live our best life, but the perfect will of God, because if we're children of God, our best life is when we go home, is when we spend eternity with God. So while we're here, 
We're ambassadors for Christ. We're ambassadors for the kingdom of God. We're to represent Him, not Phil, not Rasan, not any man or woman on this planet, but to represent Jesus Christ, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit. We just allow Him, allow God to use us the way He chooses, not the way we would have it. Not, not about, I heard a commercial when I was praying. <laughs> I don't have commercial for you on YouTube, so I get commercials when I praise God. <laughs> and, <coughs> and this commercial come on, and it was about, how big a stage do you want? How big of a, talking to Christians and pastors. How big of a stage do you want? I'm like going, I don't want a stage. I don't want a stage. I don't want a stage. We shouldn't want a stage because it's not, not about promoting men and women. It's not about, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not about a being a fan of man. It's not about being a fan of man or creating fans for yourself. It's about creating followers of Christ. Amen. Jesus called us to follow him and his disciples or his the children of God were to follow Christ, were to make disciples Amen. of Christ, Amen. not of Phil or Marshall Amen. or anybody else, but we're to make disciples of Christ. Amen. And how can we make disciples of Christ? By doing what he did, he laid his life down so the Father could use him to reconcile us to him. And we should lay our lives down so Christ can use us to reconcile others to the Father. And that's what I got. Amen. We love Amen. you guys.
easy to follow the things of the world, right? And it's not that it, it was sinful for me to do those things, because it, it wasn't, right? Because sports is entertainment, you know. So, but I found myself starting to drift towards that more instead of the things of God, what I had been doing, right? So it's just a quick reminder, mm -hmm. right? And then, um, so a quick reminder for me, <laughs> amen. But um, what else he said, because it, it brought me to a scripture. Oh, be ready to give a defense. So 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says this, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Right, so we should always be ready to 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 give us defense in the sense of not arguing with them, but in the defense of love, right? Because if if we're truly walking with God, and as Matthew twenty two, Jesus said, uh, I think it was to the Pharisees, we said, Love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Right? If we're doing those things, then people will start to take notice of us, right? It, it won't be caught up in the things of the, the works or the things like that, but people will take notice of our behavior, our attitude, because, like Phil mentioned, we, we become more loving, mm -hmm. we become more humble, and, and things like that, because it becomes natural. Because now that's that transfusion that he was talking about, right? So it, it's that transfusion. So now it's no longer the flesh guiding us or guiding me. Now it, it's that spiritual transfusion, the Holy Spirit. Taking over, Amen. So I'm not gonna preach a long word because I had some other things. <laughs> you know that Second uh, Corinthians five and seventeen. That was one of the first scriptures I learned when I got saved. Um, they always stuck out with that church. There's that dog going. <laughs> yeah, he held up for a while. Yeah, he did. He held up for the word. Praise God. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. Uh, you know, um, but there was a uh, an evangelist team that came, and uh, I don't know if you remember, heavy set man, and he always said, "Play a note in key C." And then, but he would always sing, sing, sing that verse and stuff like that. So that always reminds you know, because when we come to Christ, we are new creations. You know, we're new creatures. You know, we shouldn't go back to what we were, right? Now, if we find ourselves going back, and it's easy for us to do, just like I was saying about sports, you know, start to go back because that wedge is coming. So now we got to close that wedge, pull that wedge out, pull that distraction out of that. Amen? Yeah. So that's all I have. That's all I'm going to say, rather. That <laughs> old page notes, but that's all I'm going to say. Um, but, uh, you know, God, God is good, yes, amen, yes. so, um, at, you know, as always, if you only have one offering, come bless the speaker, amen, uh, so, we got Acts 25 on Wednesday, right, yes, sir. got the right chapter, Acts 25, amen, and then, uh, we'll, I was going to continue on some, but I got some earlier today, so we're probably going to dig into some revelation next week, and go into that, amen, because... Amen. Supposed to be hearing and reading Revelation, right? We are told that in the scripture, so we're gonna see that. Amen. 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 Um, that's all that.